This episode has been brought to you by our sponsor, We Edit Podcasts. Leaders in the podcasting industry, We Edit Podcasts is the fastest podcast editing and transcription service online. If you're looking for kind, friendly service and a company willing to go the extra mile, We Edit Podcasts is where it's at. Go to www.leadinglady.ca and let someone else take care of the dirty work and keep your podcast stress-free so that you can make an impact with your message. You are listening to Limitless Ladies Podcast with your host, Lisa Lynn Adams, where the motto is begin leading with meaning. The world needs your light now more than ever. Never let fear and limited thinking hold you back from what you truly deserve. We are here redefining love, empowering leadership, and building stronger, more successful businesses while shining our abundance and love for our mission, message, and the world. It takes a village to raise a life purpose, and none of us were meant to go it alone. We are here to support you all the way to success. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Limitless Ladies Podcast. Today, we have the lovely Heather Pustensky. Did I get it right? Yeah, Pristiansky. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she is a business performance coach and she's absolutely incredible. And I know you all will love her. So go ahead, Heather, and introduce yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Heather Pristiansky. As you said, I'm a business performance coach. And essentially, I work with visionary entrepreneurs. So I love to work with people who have really, really, really big visions. And we work together to create a life and business that is completely unbound, just to, to sort of step out of the societal expectations and really live a life that is limitless, which is why it's so perfect that we're on the Limitless Ladies podcast. Yay! <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's wonderful. And I love your passion. Uh, you know, there's, there's never enough uh, coaches out there working with visionary women. Yes. And there's a lot of them out there. So there is. there's no shortage. That's for sure. Great. So how, how do you help, um, you know, each individual client, um, you know, like what, what have you, um, you know, offered that's really created amazing results with your clients? Yeah. So essentially I work with most of my clients one-on-one. I don't do a lot of group work, um, but we are in the process of creating a really powerful leadership program. So the leadership program will be coming out. It's called Step Up, Lead Boldly. My cat wants in on this apparently. (laughs) kind of walking across. Um, Step Up Boldly will be coming out. We're rolling this across Ontario first. So it is more of a local-based coaching program. We'll be launching this all across Canada and then going worldwide with it. So we're really excited because that one right there is going to be all about leading your clients and leading your team. So when it comes to sales, I always talk about, you know, stop selling and start just leading people to buy. It's a more loving way of doing sales. It's a way that I have been able to sell over $70 million over the past 12 years in products and services with my businesses and with for other businesses that I've worked for. And um, it really is this really great loving process. And so we teach a lot of that, but we also talk, teach a lot of leadership. So to have a big vision, you have to have a team. You can't do it all by yourself. And so we teach a lot about leadership strategies and really defining the culture within your brand and within your company, because it's so important. Um, we create these businesses because we want to escape from the kind of corporate culture and the you must do things this way right and so um, syndrome 
Yes, exactly. And then we step up into these leadership roles as our business grows. And we have no clue how to be a good leader. Um, most often women who step up and they've never led before or they've led in corporate before, either they come from a stance of I need to be an authority or they come from a stance of, um, you know, they're kind of everybody's friend and they're just sort of in the trenches with everyone else. But then people walk all over them and they get frustrated with that. So we really teach that conscious, yeah. conscious leadership. And actually, this is something that most people didn't know. I was originally going to name this uh, Leading with Meaning. Oh, and really? I have a huge passion for women's leadership, and it's about being conscious and egoless. So it's not about, you know, this separatism. We're all really, truly united, and we need to come together for, you know, a similar cause because that's when we're the most powerful and we can create the most radical change. It's so true. It's so true. It's really coming from this place of collaborating together and forming agreements. I always talk about forming powerful agreements. And when we come into a team, we'll actually um, have a bit of a negotiation almost. It's, it's, it's an agreement. It's not, we're telling you what to do. It always comes from this place of, this is the change that we need to make. What can you commit to to start moving forward to towards this change? Because some people will jump all over change. Some people are like me and they're excited about change and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to jump to the front of the bus and I, I'm going to go all in without thinking about it. Other people, they're really slow to change and we have to allow them to take this sort of baby steps. But then you offer back, you know, what support do you need from me in the process of really making this? And so it's a two-way street. It's not... A, you know, you need to do this um, because then people start to feel powerless and they start to act out in different ways. And that's what really creates culture shifts within the business. Yeah. Well, and we really need to create genuine heart-centered businesses that are in alignment with with ourselves and what we yeah. wish to create. Absolutely. But so, you know, there's no antidote for your business. It's not like, here's this magical serum and, you know, spread this all over your business and you're going to succeed. Absolutely. You are really in alignment with what your sole purpose is, why you're on this planet, what you need to do. Everything just magically comes together. Like obviously there's strategy, but you know that you're on the right path when things just start working out. And sometimes when you're kind of hitting a wall, it's just like, oh, what can I learn from this situation? How can I make a detour? And you know, what can I, what can I change? Yeah. And I love that you say that because I always say that you have to find your way of doing things. So I, you know, if we had the exact same clients and we had the exact same business model, essentially, we were both offering the same thing. I could literally give you an exact step-by-step of how I built my business and it wouldn't work for you because it, you know, you have to find the Lisa way of doing things. I have to find the Heather way of doing things. And that's so important. And the next piece of that is it's so important to understand when things are working before the money hits your bank account, because sometimes we give up so close to gold, right? The bank account is the last place the money hits. And so I really work with people to implement what I call key performance indicators into their business. So it sounds scary. It sounds really numbers-ish. 
But we look at both the numbers and we look at emotional analytics. So we're really looking at the things that make sense. They're all very simple. But what they're telling us is we're moving in the right direction. We need to do more of this. We need to do less of this. We need to cut out this completely. And that way you're always sure that you're on the right path. Because most people, they kind of go, well, I love doing this, but I'm feeling frustrated because the money's not coming in yet. And then they just give up and they go a completely different direction. And then they right when you're about to, yeah. Right when people are about to give up, that everything starts working. Always, always, <laughs> so, always, yeah. So I think it's really important that you say that to know the direction of where you're going because so many women aren't empowered in knowing their numbers and knowing like their their expenditures and yeah. their assets. And, you know, I think it's really important to have a clear sight of where your business is. So, you know, if you're actually making money and, yeah. um, you yeah. know, yeah. So yeah. I think leadership is huge. And a lot of female entrepreneurs don't actually acknowledge that we're CEOs in our own business and that we are leaders. And, you know, I think it's really important to teach that confidence that leadership teaches. And how do you, how do you work with your clients and, and help them gain that confidence? So a number, a, a number of ways, it really varies. Okay. So I don't have a step-by-step process when I walk through coaching because everyone is so different. So we do always start with one thing that is really the common thing is that we work towards what I call an impossible goal. So a lot of us really limit ourselves as to what we're capable of by, you know, how we feel, how successful we've been in the past, what our money story is in our head, um, the towns that we grow up in, right? I was talking to a lady in your group this morning, right? She said, oh, we're, we're in a somewhat small town. And so I can only charge this much. And, it, and the fact of the matter is, is that we limit ourselves. That's a limiting belief. And it's not actually true. Which is why the group is called Limitless Ladies on a Mission. Yes, because we exactly. need to become limitless and free in our thinking so that exactly. we can align with what we truly deserve. Exactly. So we come from this place of an impossible goal. And most of the time when I talk to people about what is your impossible goal, the first thing that they come out with is something that is so incredibly possible and so incredibly in reach for them that it's not impossible. And so I challenge them to really go deeper into what it is that they really and truly want deep in their soul. And the thing, one thing that really and truly feels impossible to them, right? And why does that feel impossible, right? I've had clients who say they want to help 10 million women to become empowered sexually and spiritually, right? I've had people who have said, well, you know, I've made, um, I've made around hundred thousand dollars a year, but I want to coach five clients at a hundred thousand dollars each. And that's how I want to work with my clients, right? I only want to be coaching for five hours a week, but I want to be doing it at a hundred thousand dollars per client. And so that feels impossible to them when they're, when they're charging a thousand dollars, but um, saying, you know, making $50,000 a year and saying you want to make a hundred, that's not an impossible goal. That's really well in reach for you. Radically scale your business by yeah. like $400,000 in a year. It's actually 
almost infinite. Like people limit ourselves. We limit, you know, what we believe is actually possible. And just by having that belief is actually holding you, you know, away from creating that in your own life. Exactly. If you you believe that, you know, creating a million dollars in your business within the first year is possible, then you're going to align yourself with that possibility. Absolutely. And, you know, we've done it with, um, with my clothing company. We did that in under six months. We scaled it to over seven figures in under six months. And so that is completely possible. And here we are in small town, little Chatham, Ontario, that nobody has heard of. right it's a little farm town and um there's there's nobody here it's like you're a rock star if you have you know a fifty thousand dollar year job kind of right I mean we bought our four bedroom house for like eighty thousand dollars it's crazy and which brings us to what we were talking about the other day about unlearning unlearning the things that we need you know that we've heard our whole life before we can build the foundation and the infrastructure for success it's so true. That's something I'm so passionate about is changing the face of education because really what we're taught, if I always say, if I can go back to my 20 year old self, that chick was, she was pretty hardcore, right? I actually, I applied for a job in banking. I just decided I'm going to be an account manager in banking because I was in retail at the time and I wanted banker's hours, right? So I had been a store manager. I was making about $50,000 a year and I was like 20 years old. So that, that was pretty good. But I wasn't going to go back to be a teller and make 20, right? And take a $30,000 a year pay cut. So um, I didn't have my master's in business. They wanted me to. I didn't start off as a teller. I had no experience in banking. Like really no, um, most people would be like, who am I for applying to this job, right? But I applied for that job 108 times, was rejected. Um, And on my 109th time, the interview was, I I applied all over Ontario. So the 109th time was in my hometown. And I walked in and the manager there had just moved from Guelph, which is where I was living at the time. And she looked at me and she's like, you sold me jeans. And I was managing a Blue Note store in Guelph at the time. And I was like, yeah, okay. I have no clue who she was, right? I was like, yeah, okay. So you put a hundred people a day and sell them jeans. And she's like, no, you should work for me. And it didn't even interview me. She was like, no, you're, I remember you, you should work for me. And I was like, yes. So it was 108 times of no and failure and being told you don't have enough education. You don't have enough experience. You have to start at the bottom and work up. You have to put in five years before you can do this. That's similar to Jack Canfield's story about uh, chicken soup for the soul and how he kept on getting declined and, and declined. And then he was just so persistent and believed in that book so much. And look at it now, multi-million, right? Yeah, persistence is everything. And it it just speaks to that not giving up too close to gold, right? I mean, even if you look at some of the really successful entrepreneurs online right now, if you look at someone like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? He did Wine Library TV for 18 months before anybody watched. Mm. So he recorded an episode almost every single day for 18 months. Most people won't do that, right? Most people will say, well, no one's watching this and it's been a couple months. And so I'm not getting any traction. I'm going to give up. And yet he did that for 18 months and then things started blowing up for him, right? So that's why it is important to have those 
those things to track. I'm sure that he was able to see, well, I gained three new followers this week or people watch for a little bit longer this week. And he was grateful for those little things. Yeah. So, you know, let's say you've started your Facebook page or you started a group and, you know, you've got a hundred people. Really grateful for those hundred people and it will grow. Absolutely. The more that you truly appreciate those who are interested in what it is that you're you're passionate about and what your mission is, you know, that gratitude will always magnify and you'll bring more people. And it may not be overnight. You know, some people like had a list of maybe 300 people for two two years. And then all of a sudden it like jumped and skyrocketed to like 10,000 people. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not overnight, but you know, it's really sticking at it and, and believing in what you're doing and others will believe in what you're doing too. It's so, you're so right. And it's funny you mentioned the list, right? I've had, I've had a few people um, really talking to me lately because I don't do a lot of list building and I have been able to create four businesses. I've been able to fill up my one-on-one practice without a list. And so it's really interesting because we feel like we have to go that route. We feel like we have to have 10,000 people on our list to be successful, but you don't, right? There are other ways to do it. I did it through conversations. I had hundreds of conversations with people, I would just simply say like, Hey, I want to connect with you. You know, I would do free coaching sessions. I would um, be talking to people. I'd say like, who do you know who might be a good fit for this? Because I really didn't have connections. Um, I, I know two entrepreneurs at uh, three. One's my best friend and two are my parents, right? And so it was like, I don't have a lot of connections in this entrepreneurial space. It's sort of this anomaly out of all of my friends who are teachers and work in oil and gas and things like that, right? So it's funny because we limit ourselves by saying, well, I don't know anybody. And well, you do know people, you know, people you went to school with, you probably have 200, 300, 400 Facebook friends or more. I started there. That's your audience. I always said like, if you have friends on Facebook, there's an audience. Do you have a family? Do you have, you know, anyone, those are people that are believing in what you're putting out. Absolutely. Don't give up. And it's not, you know, you don't need a huge list. And I was able to fill my coaching practice without a list. Like now I have you know, a fairly decent sized list, but it wasn't always like that. Yeah. You know, and you have to work away at it. It's not going to happen overnight and you need to be patient. You Uh, you know, there are little miracles that happen all the time. Like this podcast, making me noteworthy. Yay! That's so exciting. (laughs) I saw that yesterday. It's so funny because we were just talking on Monday and then you were just talking about, um, you know, oh, I want to make new and noteworthy or, oh, and you were giving me tips on how to become new and noteworthy. You were like, hey, I heard this little trick. And um, it's so funny. And then the next day you were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I call them business miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had so many incredible business miracles. And every time that happens, it just affirms to me that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm in the right place and I'm serving exactly how I was intended to serve on this planet. Yeah, absolutely. You're in full alignment, right? And it's it's funny that you say that because um, we all feel that we need a niche, right? I call myself a performance coach, but really in any given day, I could be a divorce coach. You know, I could be a marketing coach. I could be a sales coach. I could be a, um, a relationship coach. Like they're really everything just sort of comes full circle because it all comes back to you. And so when you're in full alignment with what it is that you do, and you're just really and truly, you love absolutely every moment of it, 
things start to happen. And um, I, I find in the beginning, a lot of clients who come to me in the beginning, they're flip-flopping, right? They're always flip-flopping their target market, their target niches, because they think that that's the problem. The problem really and truly is just that you're not aligned with what you're doing mm-hmm. and you have to fall in. Um, one of my clients recently, she was trying to do one-on-one coaching, right? She's a coach and she wasn't aligned with that. She was aligned to doing group programs, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm completely the opposite. I was going to launch a group program and I was like, oh, I hate this, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had to find a different way to do it um, so that I was more aligned with it before we could really start to make progress on that and start to work on it. And sometimes the universe has a different plan in store for you. Yeah. You know, I couldn't have imagined, you know, three years ago that I'd be where I am today. And, you know, little things like beginning to write a book, it can change, you know, like you think like, yes, I'm going to be this spiritual teacher and, and this, you know, author and be best friends with Deepak Chopra, you know, (laughs) but it's like, you realize why you're really, really amazing at and what you're passionate about. And that really kind of sets your course and you you get little confirmations along the way. It's true. That's that's why we always start from that place of impossible. And we just say you're going to live from that place of impossible every day. And that's when the miracles start to happen because you start taking these massive actions towards what it is you want to do. And you're not held back because it's impossible anyways, right? So it's sort of like, okay, well, I'm going to do this um, thinking that it's probably impossible, but I'm always living from this place. And so you step back from that fear of rejection. You step back from that fear of placing people on pedestals and you step back from that um, fear of being poor and broke and all of these things because you have this big impossible dream. And so coaching business from an egoless place is yes. so powerful because it's not about this hierarchy. It's not about this lack. There's no fear. So when you approach business from this fearless place, that's when really the magic happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really funny. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of a story about that because I always thought I had this big impossible dream of radically changing post-secondary education here in, here in Canada and especially here in Ontario. Um, because I think that it crushes entrepreneurship currently. And I want to really build a university that inspires entrepreneurship, that um, rewards people for failing, you know, that has a true 100% job placement rate because you're creating your job through the time in the school together. And you're really creating your place in this world and you're discovering a lot about who you are. And so coming from this impossible goal, it feels impossible, right? Because you have to change an entire country's mindset. Um, that that feels really big and really impossible for, uh, for somebody who doesn't want to sort of celebritize herself, right? I'm not, I'm a really big introvert. I'm somebody, if I go to a networking event, I need like a week-long sabbatical. I'm a little bit of a closet introvert myself. Are you? Yeah. And so I don't mind doing little things like this, right? I'm cool with talking to you through a webcam, but if we were in a room and there were 100, 200 people, I need a break after that, right? So I could do it, but I need a break after it. And I'm also incredibly private. And so I had this idea in my head that, um, that you just can't make these big waves of change without celebritizing yourself. And so I was speaking to a a friend, he's a coach over in the UK, and we were talking about something completely different. And we kind of, the topic of this came up and I said, you know, this is what I want to do, but I have this really big fear that I just 
you know, I don't want to celebritize. I don't want to be like this huge feature in Forbes or like this big, like on stage type of thing. And he said to me, you know, have you heard of, um, and I forget this person's name. Oh no. Anyways. Um, have you heard of this person? And I was like, no, I haven't heard of, I haven't heard of him. And he was like, no, most people haven't. He's a CEO out of India. And if you Google him, he'll just come up as a CEO of a company in India, right? And you don't know the CEOs of most of the companies, even in your own hometown. And he has actually done what I want to do in Canada over in India. He has a foundation and is radically changing the face of education over there. And he's done so. They celebrate celebrity. Well, they, so his was a little bit different. His wasn't towards entrepreneurship, but his was about um, really the fact that their, their teachers and professors over there would hire people who weren't qualified to teach to go in and teach their class and then sit back and collect the salary without doing the work, which we have a little bit of that over here on a not so grossly negligent scale, but we have that with our teaching assistants and the student teachers um, where the professors will send them in right to teach the classes. And so they had it over there, but it was so grossly negligent in the fact that these teachers couldn't even, they couldn't even read or write. Like they were not qualified at all. They were not educated at all. And they would pay them pennies on the dollar and then just sort of sit back and relax. So he wanted to, to sort of shift that change, but it was within the same sort of system and um, in a place where education is held at such a high value in India, it's, it's such a big thing. And so I thought that that was just amazing that, you know, he said that he was like, have you heard of this person? And I'm like, no. And yet he's doing these big radical things. And I had it in my head that I had to do this. And so I really held that dream on a bit of a pedestal before. So it's not just about people and being on the equal playing field. It was really about dreams. And it was really about realizing what was possible and coming from a place of possibility, even within your impossible goal. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So we were kind of talking a little bit, um, you know, about reaching target, scaling business mm-hmm. and about sales. And, you know, you're saying some days I'm a business performance coach and some yeah. days I'm a sales coach. Yeah. And the one thing I've noticed with a lot of your posts is that you really do have such a gift when it comes to sales. And with me, I always refer to it as soulful selling. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe we're actually doing others a disservice if we're not sharing our offerings Absolutely. because we all have unique gifts that nobody else can offer. So if we're not putting ourselves out there and at least making it known that this is what we have to, you know, to gift to someone, yeah. uh, you know, and, and make it aware, then, then that's actually not going to benefit them and not going to help them and not going to benefit ourselves either. Right. Absolutely. And you Absolutely. talk about loving 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 sales. Yes. Loving sales processes. And within the loving sales process, really, it's about forming a bond and a connection with somebody and then just sort of leading them through the process. So essentially, you're guiding them. You're not selling to them or pitching to them. And what we talk a lot about is to say, you know, really what we look at is we walk through the steps. Okay, so the first step is just to start to get them to open up. It's a little bit of small talk. You know, why is it that we're talking today? Something really easy. And then we want to we want to really form a bond with them on some sort of positive level. So everything that we come from, instead of fear-based selling, which is what most people teach, where you need to dive into what will happen if the problem, the pain points, right? The pain points and all of these things. 
we actually dive into the positive. So what do you love about your business right now? Right? What are the things that you are absolutely loving? What does your dream look like? What is your impossible dream? We really start to dive into sort of this what is it? What is the possibility? And what is it that we can create? And then we get into what is, what's holding you back right now from creating that. And then it's just as simple as having a conversation and being like, hey, um, if I could sort of show you a way to get to this place and to move you past this obstacle, would you be interested in hearing more about that? And most people, 99.9% of people, they're going to say yes, right? Because they want to know how you get to that place. And they they want to hear about it, right? And so they're leading that direction. Their guard is now down because they've given you permission. They've given you permission to talk a little bit about how you work together. Um, and then you just walk them through, you know, this is how, this is how I work with my clients. This is the transformation that that we can that we can look at together. This is sort of step by step what I see it looking like for you. And for many businesses, they walk through a very step-by-step process. So it's easy because you're doing the same thing for everyone. But then just saying to them, you know, what feels like the next next best step for you? And then to really boldly step up into those objections and to realize that most objections are knee-jerk reactions. And most most objections, we sometimes don't even realize, but we'll say things like, oh, I have to talk to my spouse. We do that to protect ourselves. And we do that because... Our brain needs a little bit more information, but we can't quite dive out what that information is. And so to avoid uncomfortable silence and to avoid really thinking about that in that moment and to avoid um, saying no and feeling awkward, we make up excuses and we make up objections. And so um, I, I think that you and I were talking a little bit about the Starbucks game the other day, but mm-hmm. it's really funny that um, so the Starbucks game is a, it, I, I have no credit in this. I read about it in a book and some other people have talked to me about it. Um, and I'm not sure where it comes from, but it's this game in the coaching world. And essentially what it is, is you, you just go into Starbucks and you say, you know, let's say that you got a tall latte on a regular basis. When it's your turn to go up in line, you just say, Hey, I would like a tall latte and I'd like it for free today, please. And the interesting thing is when you play this game, you'll find that it's nearly impossible to get anybody to say no, no matter how bold your request. So you can make this request. It doesn't even have to be at Starbucks. Starbucks actually has a rule where they can't say no. They have to say (laughs) everything. So that's why my... My friend manages a couple Starbucks. And so, you know, they'll try to direct it away without actually saying no. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it can be, and even if it's not at Starbucks, um, I've played this. So we did this one time at a group event and somebody, one of the people from the group, so they gave us the lunch hour and they said, you know, try to collect three no's and it had to be an absolute no it wasn't going to be a like can I get back to you or oh I have to ask this person or any of those objections right it had to be a firm no try to collect three of them by making really bold requests so you would think of the most outrageous things to ask somebody like hey total strangers sitting next to me will you pay for my lunch and they would come up with all of these different excuses and you could literally tell them it's okay to say no 
And people don't want to say no to you. They don't want to say no because they just know that there's something that is innately beneficial to them in serving you in that way. And so, yeah, they, they have, they want to give to you. They want to find a reason to say yes. And so the same thing happens when you really come from that place of service and you're like, you know, I can really help you with this. They already are closer to yes than if you were to make this bold outrageous request, like, Hey, I don't know you, you should pay me for my lunch. Right. Um, they're already so much closer to that. Yes. And so it's really unloving for us to walk away leaving that objection on the table. Our natural state is abundance, right? So as we come into this lifetime, we only know abundance. There is no lack. Mm -hmm. So, but we have all these learned beliefs of lack and that's where our instinct, our instinct response is always yes. And there's more, but there's these, the fear. And that's why I call, you know, there's a loving thought and a fearful thought. And just to be conscious of the thoughts that you have on a day-to-day basis. So when you notice something that's not actually progressing, you know, your, you know, if it's not benefiting you, it's not helping your growth, that is a, it's a fearful thought. So just being conscious of it and saying, stop, and then replacing it with a limitless thought. Yeah. You are giving yourself that power to move beyond it and to, you know, to find the abundance, which is our birthright. Absolutely. And the the fear-based thoughts, the limiting thoughts, they're all learned, right? We don't have those as children. They're all things that we pick up and we learn as we move through life. And we tell ourselves that they're true because they're based on experiences that we've had. And yet we need to be able to really cut through our own stories, right? We need to be able to sort of see through that. And it can be really difficult to do. It can be incredibly difficult to do, right? I used to think that being an entrepreneur meant that I needed to take a lot of risk because growing up, my parents were both entrepreneurs and we had ups and downs and money. And so I thought that if I was going to be an entrepreneur, I would have ups and downs and money too. And so, of course, that was my reality for the first little while that I was in business. And it wasn't until I did a lot of self-development and self-growth that I was able to really balance that out because my belief changed. And now I realize that honestly, being an entrepreneur is less risky than having a job. Nobody can walk through my door right now and say, you're fired. You know, a client could fire me and I could say, okay, no problem. Next in line, please. Right. Um, there, there is, almost no risk in becoming an entrepreneur because like you said, the world is limitless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because when, you know, when my girlfriends or something like, something like that, they propose going for a vacation or um, my friend just asked me the other day, like, Hey, you want to come up to the cottage in the summer for a week? I could say yes. Without mm-hmm. thinking about how many vacation hours do I have left? Right. How much money do I have? Because I know I can create that. I can go out and you know, I can create that at any time. Exactly. And- That's the main thing. You can always create whatever you need. Absolutely. And I have this belief that, the, you know, I can always trust the universe that I'm always cared for and I'm always provided for. And that, that's my belief. So I, it continually shows up in my life yeah. and it's almost like fate-based sales. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you just, you just have faith that, you know, the right people are going to come to you at the perfect Absolutely. time because they truly need what you have to offer. Absolutely. And you know, the, that, that is just it. The people will Not show science up. science-based, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but it is though. I mean, it's, it's the people are showing up for you. And I always say to people, you know, I'm not here to try to get you to say yes. I'm here to lead you to a yes or a no um, in a way that feels really good and a way that feels really natural. So I'm completely unattached to your decision. The decision is yours and yours alone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just that takes the pressure right off of them to step into the power. Yeah. And say, yeah, I want to do this. I'm not going to be letting her down if I say no, but I really want to do this. Or, oh, she's not pressuring me to say, yes, it's my decision. That feels really good. And so I'm going to do what's best for me. I want to work with people who are like, a hundred percent know what they want. Yeah. They're going to go after their dreams because you know that they're going to get the results too, because their whole heart is in it. Absolutely. You know, instead of being hesitant and they're kind of on the fence, you know, I really want people who are ready and, you know, ready to take action and, mm. and go after their dreams. It's, it's so funny you say that because I've um, stopped following up with people. And so I will send people resources and connect with them for life. But I will not follow up on a sales conversation um, other than sometimes we have to book a second call because they've just, they're too full, right? Sometimes they're just too full and we need to have a second call to really dive deep into their questions and really explore their path towards a yes or a no. After that, we don't follow up. So, um, you know, I just figure that they have the information they need and I will show up when it's right for them. Sometimes Mm. they go off and they work with somebody else and then they come back right? Because they, they knew in their heart that what they needed was what we were able to offer them. And yet they thought they needed something else, right? They thought they needed a marketing strategy or they thought they needed Facebook ads. And so they go off, they do those things and then they come back and that's cool. That's we realized that. Yeah. That we were supposed to be together. Sometimes we're never supposed to work together. Sometimes they do coaching with and they're done. They're full, right? We end up on the bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> list item. Amazing. Well, this has been fabulous. Do you have any last wisdom, guidance, or advice that you could share with the listeners? So I think probably my one last piece of advice that I really, really am passionate about is just to, in this theme of sort of stopping to limit yourself, to really step back and, and say, life is right now right? Life isn't 18 years from now when your kids are grown up and out of the house. Life isn't when you retire, right? Life isn't when you make X amount of dollars per year, per month. Um, Life is not at any other time, but right now, and life may not be at any other time, but right now. So you need to step into and start living from the place that you want to live from. Start living from the place of your dreams and start making things happen because at the end of the day, the only person holding you back is you. And so if you can get past all of the fear-based excuses that you have in your head as to why you can't do something, like I'm not a natural born entrepreneur, or I have five kids and therefore I can't travel, or, you know, I'm too old or too young to do this, or I don't have enough experience Just look for stories of people who are very similar to you. If you have five kids and think you can't travel, go out and find a story of someone who has six and is doing just what you want to do, right? That'll give you the confidence to move forward. 
And it truly is about the journey and not the destination. Because if you're postponing happiness and feeling truly alive for this to happen or this to happen, happiness is always a step away. And true happiness isn't in material items anyway. You know, things are free. So absolutely. This has been an absolute pleasure, Heather. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And let everybody know how they can find you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the best place to find me is um, probably through my website, heatherpersanskycoaching.com. And um, through there, you can come on in. You can join the Freedom Business Hatchery, which is the group. Um, You can do an exploratory, you know, complimentary coaching call with me. I love to do my limitless life sessions. And so we do 30 minutes of absolutely free coaching and it really helps you to explore those parts of your life. And we can help you to really look at what is your impossible dream and how we can move that forward. So that would be the best place. Other than that, I say my party's on Facebook. I don't really hang out on the other social media channels. So all of those just direct right on back to my Facebook page. So you can look me up there. I'm the only Heather Prostansky, I think in the entire world. So it's pretty easy, the bright red hair and the last name, you're good to go. And it's just how it stands. It's just pre-Stansky, right? So. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, it's been absolutely delightful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Limitless Ladies. I hope you have an incredible week and thank you so much for listening. Uh, Keep going after your dreams and never never stop. Don't take no for an answer. Just keep pushing forward and don't forget to shine. Have an amazing week. Lots of love. Bye-bye. If you are looking to grow your business, Twitter is by far the greatest platform on the internet to use and surprisingly wildly underused. And it's usually because people aren't sure how to use it, which is exactly why I designed this incredible mini course to help you learn how to grow your audience and build a loyal, highly engaged, tribe of followers rooting for you. You also learn strategies to grow your list, find new leads, and learn how to increase your income using Twitter. This literally has everything you need to know, and it will make your Twitter account completely unstoppable. Be sure to check it out at www.ladiesonamission.com or text 855-969-5300 with the number 111-222. And remember, never surrender your dreams for anyone. Each one of your dreams was placed in your heart for a reason. The world needs your mission and message, and no one else can bring it except for you. Keep shining brightly and sharing your light with the world to impact the lives of others. Service to others is the greatest love you could ever share. Thank you so much for listening to Limitless Ladies Podcast, and be sure to hit subscribe. You don't want to miss any of this bundle of business love straight to your iTunes. Everyone who leaves a review receives a special gift just for you. Lots of love to my limitless ladies. Until next time.